welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla Show. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Frankavilla, board-certified family physician and diplomate of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I've been helping patients lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems for the last 10 years, and I'm taking what I've learned from them to you. In this podcast, you will learn the science behind why you struggle with your weight and what to do about it, tips for common challenges, work to fight bias about what a healthy weight really is, and improve your relationship with food and your body. Please remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. This podcast is meant to be informational in nature only, not medical advice. Please seek out care from your physician for your specific needs. Okay, let's get started. Hello there, and welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla Show. In today's episode, we are going to answer the question, how much weight do you need to lose? This is something that often comes up in the first appointment with my patients. And a lot of times we have to undo a lot of the thinking that the world has told my patients they need to have about their weight. So today's goal is to educate you about how to decide how much weight you need to lose and set realistic expectations around that. So I hope that you will learn a lot today and walk away maybe with a different mindset about how much weight you actually do need to lose and what the benefits are of weight loss. Okay. So um, one of the stories I always think about when I think about, you know, how much weight loss is really necessary is a patient of mine who came in as a family medicine patient a few years ago. I think she was, you know, maybe 60 years old when she came in and we were doing her physicals. We were talking about, you know, colonoscopy and mammogram and all those sorts of things. And a couple of times she mentioned her weight And I do always like to talk about nutrition and movement as part of my physical. So we got to that section and I said, you know, you've mentioned your weight a few times. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what you eat. And she described a really balanced diet that was high in protein and that she really, you know, focused on portion size and really kind of ate the same sorts of things pretty frequently. So she knew she was at her calorie goal of, I think, like 12 to 1500. And then she described her exercise to me. She was exercising an hour a day with a video that she'd been doing for, for seven years. And then when I said, well, you know, you mentioned your weight. So tell me, tell me why you think you need to lose weight. And she said, well, you know, to be honest, Dr. Frankavilla, I actually lost about 70 pounds seven years ago. And by continuing this way of eating and my daily exercise, I have kept it off for seven years. And I said, that's amazing. That's great. That's probably defying the odds, but it's fantastic. And I actually am not sure you need to lose any more weight. Losing 70 pounds and keeping it off for seven years is amazing. So why don't we get your blood work? And if that looks great, then like maybe you can stop stressing about losing more weight and just continue doing what you're doing because you are a huge success. So we got her blood work back a couple of days later and it looked picture perfect. Cholesterol was, you know, fantastic. Blood sugar was normal. Everything looked great. And I said, good news. Like you, you don't need to worry about this anymore. Keep doing what you're doing. But, you know, it doesn't really matter that the BMI chart says you're overweight or you have obesity right now. The reality is you've lost 70 pounds. You've kept it off and you're super healthy. So what I find is that a lot of people get kind of obsessed with getting to this normal number on the BMI, 
And there's been more questions, you know, over time about how useful the BMI is. So let's start there. Let's talk about the BMI. So BMI is just a height to weight ratio. And it is, I think, a useful screening test for clinicians, for doctors, because, you know, we use screening tests all the time. We screen for depression commonly in our clinic. That's something it's recommended that we do. But we have to take that screening into context. So Sometimes we might have someone who comes in and their depression screening comes back positive. And when we talk to that person, maybe they just lost their job 10 days ago. Maybe they just had a death in the family a few days ago. Maybe they're in the middle of a divorce and they have a court date tomorrow. And that is going to be sort of a temporary situation, right? That doesn't mean they need a medication. It doesn't mean they need therapy. It means the last two weeks, they have felt a little depressed, but maybe clinically, this is not a medical condition that needs treatment, okay? So same thing applies to weight. When we have someone's weight or we have their BMI, just because it's not normal on a chart doesn't necessarily mean they need to lose weight. The extreme example I always give is, you know, maybe you have a 20-year-old football player and on the BMI chart, he's 31. He is considered obese, but he has a six-pack. He has very little body fat. That is not someone who has obesity, right? They have a lot of muscle mass and that's where their BMI is coming in is so high. So BMI is just a ratio of height to weight, and it was really created to just kind of standardize numbers for scientific studies, but in and of itself, it has no inherent value, right? It's just a tool. It's just a number. So another fault that BMI has, other than, of course, not measuring body fat, like that example of a football player, is that BMI doesn't take into account lots of individual factors, including ethnicity. So like many things in medicine, it is based on sort of... Caucasians and um, men. And so it doesn't take into consideration that people of different ethnicities may actually be healthier or less healthy at different weights. And so that's another factor that we'll sometimes take into account with weight. And really the best way to do that is to see the body fat distribution. When it comes to weight and health, we know that the weight sort of the, the weight around your midsection, that what we call central adiposity is really the weight that has the biggest impact on health. So if you have extra weight in your legs, in your butt, in your arms, that is probably not impacting your health nearly as much as when you have that extra weight on your belly. And that belly weight, sometimes you could have a normal BMI. I see this fairly frequently where someone comes in and their their BMI is normal or pretty close to normal, but they have very little muscle mass and they actually have a lot of that central adiposity, that weight around their belly. And then we look at their blood work and maybe they have prediabetes or diabetes or high cholesterol. And even though their weight may not be as high as another patient, they actually have a stronger need to lose weight because they're having a bigger health impact from the weight they do have. So our bodies all can tolerate different amounts of weight that are added to us. And I think that's an important factor that we need to consider clinically. So the BMI, I think, is really just a screening tool. The higher BMI gets, the more likely it is that someone is going to have health problems related to their weight, but it's not guaranteed, right? There are people that can be healthy at all different weights. And in my first podcast episode, I talk about my weight care rules, sort of the ground rules for how I practice and treat weight. And one of those is people can be healthy at different weights. We can be healthy at different sizes. And so I think that's one of the biggest take-homes from today's podcast is people 
people can be healthy at different weights. Okay. So I think that's really, really important to address. So in medicine, we do use that BMI number a lot, but it's just sort of the standard way to start. And I really don't think it should be what we are shooting for as an answer. We don't all need to be at a normal BMI. Being at a normal BMI is not a guarantee of health. And having a higher BMI is not a guarantee of of illness, especially if you've already lost weight or especially if you're already having healthy habits. So let's talk a little bit more about what that looks like. A lot of times we will break down the effects that weight has on health into two sort of categories in my field. So we will talk about sort of the physical effects of excess weight, and then we'll talk about the metabolic effects of having extra weight. So the physical effects are sort of that effect that having extra weight on your body has separate from the the metabolic and inflammatory and hormonal effects. So that may be something like joint pain. Joint pain can be inflammatory and part of that metabolic side, but it's also a lot harder to carry around more weight. You know, if you picture putting on a 20 pound or 40 pound or a hundred pound backpack and carrying that around, that may be harder on your back or your knees or your hips or your feet. So that extra weight can have a physical problem there. Another place that I will commonly see that is when there is extra weight or extra skin folds. And some of my patients will get rashes in those areas. So that's sort of a physical issue around weight. Mobility, some of my patients will complain that it's maybe hard to, you know, stretch or get into a position for yoga that they want to do. I've had patients who have come to see me because it's hard to wipe when they use the bathroom. And that's something that's frustrating to them based on their weight. Sleep apnea can have a component of just structural or excess weight. There's a lot of artificial limitations in our society that, you know, being in a bigger body can make hard to do. So flying on an airplane, the seats are ridiculously tiny but it is the reality that we live in. And so that can be a challenge. Patients want to feel more comfortable in a setting like that. I've had patients that come to see me because they want to be able to ride a horse or go on roller coasters that unfortunately, sometimes people have created limits for. Whether or not those limits are grounded in reality, maybe an episode for another podcast, but it is the world we currently live in. Some of my patients may need to lose weight because a surgeon will tell them they're going to have a better outcome with weight loss. And so that may be sort of a physical or a number sort of limitation where, you know, they can't get a joint replacement or a hernia surgery until they've lost a certain amount of weight. So that's sort of more on the physical effect of weight. And a lot of times to solve those problems, larger amounts of weight loss are going to be needed than the sort of second category, which are the metabolic effects of weight. The metabolic effects of extra weight are things like diabetes and prediabetes, high cholesterol, heart disease, high blood pressure, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, low testosterone, maybe again, that joint pain on the inflammatory side, sometimes thyroid issues, again, on the inflammatory side. So all those sort of metabolic things, the things that we can sometimes see in blood work or that affect how you feel physically. And those are things that often respond to pretty moderate weight loss. And so I think that is something I like to emphasize a lot. Diabetes is my favorite one to talk about there. Diabetes is a big part of why I went into the field of obesity and are, and am helping people lose weight. 
One in three adults in America actually has prediabetes and one in eight has diabetes. And so that is actually a pretty big risk factor and a reason that I like to treat weight. The fascinating thing is if you're those one in three people that has prediabetes, you can actually reduce your risk of diabetes pretty dramatically. And you can reduce that by weight loss. A 5% weight loss reduces your chance of diabetes by 50%. It cuts it in half. That's just a 5% weight loss. A 10% weight loss reduces your chance of diabetes by 90%. So that is pretty dramatic with just a 10% weight loss. What I find is that the majority of my patients come in and they want to lose 20, 30, 40% of their weight, which I'm never going to stop anyone from doing if they can do that in a healthy and sustainable way. But I want to introduce the idea that a 5 to 10% weight loss is dramatically improving health conditions, okay? So we talked about prediabetes in terms of actual diabetes, if that's actually a diagnosis someone has a 15 to 25% weight loss can cure diabetes, make it go away. So that may be worth it. That may be where using a stronger medication, like we talked about in the last episode, could be helpful. Or that may be where a surgery may be, be something that someone is wanting to get in order to have that resolved diabetes, right? Get rid of your diabetes. Sleep apnea can go away with a 10 to 15% weight loss. And uh, fatty liver disease can go away with a 5 to 30% weight loss, depending on the studies and the severity of the liver disease. So weight loss definitely can treat and cure medical problems. That's a big part of why I do what I do to actually solve medical problems through weight loss, right? Instead of adding another medicine or instead of adding multiple medicines or instead of watching someone get sicker and sicker, sometimes that moderate 5 to 10% weight loss can really have a dramatic health impact. And it's really important to note that stabilizing your weight, maintaining your weight, or losing a small amount of weight is going to have health benefits. So letting your goal be a little bit smaller can let you be successful and really improve your health. So I think that's one of the really big take-homes from today is that small amount of weight loss, uh, if you do need weight loss at all, can make a really big impact. So how do you know if you actually need to lose weight. The first thing I always like to think about when I see a patient is, do you need to lose weight, right? People come to me because they know this is what I do for a living. And sometimes when I'm discussing their story with them, it's clear that weight loss would be helpful, right? If they have diabetes or prediabetes or high cholesterol, you know, I can be pretty confident that making some of the changes I'm going to suggest is going to help their health. But sometimes uh, that is not the case. And we really have to examine, you know, is there a benefit here or is this causing you more stress? So a story I'd like to share with you, I'll call this patient Jessica. She came in, she was about 30 years old and her BMI was, you know, about 32. And she was feeling great. When I talk her history, she really didn't have any complaints. She felt good. We looked at her blood work. It looked perfect. And when I talked with her about what sort of exercise level she was doing, she was actually walking her dog on a daily basis and going on really long, like six mile hikes on the weekend. And when I asked her why she thought she needed to lose weight, she said, well, because I can't do the the activities I want to do. 
And I said, well, what do you want to do? And she said, well, I want to go hiking. I was like, well, it sounds like you already go hiking and you're doing these really long hikes. Do you not feel good while you're doing it? She said, no, I feel, feel great. I'm like, are you not able to keep up with your friends? She said, no, I am. It's like, well, it sounds like this is actually a barrier that doesn't exist. You're, you're healthy at this weight. You're doing great. And maybe we need to let go of this bias and stigma that the world has told you that you can't exercise or you can't hike at this weight because it sounds like you're doing it. And she really had a shift in how she was thinking. She had been told so much by society that she couldn't do this thing, that, that she had believed it. And then when we actually looked at her life and we looked at everything, she was healthy. Her blood work was great. She was super active. She was eating a really balanced diet and there really wasn't anything in her way. And so I think that's a powerful example of how sometimes we have internalized thoughts that the world has told us, but they may not be true. And so if you are out there believing that you can't do something or you shouldn't be able to do something because of your weight, that's absolutely not true. I've had people tell me they feel like they can't date. They can't go on dates or meet someone and be in a relationship because of their weight. That's that's just not true, right? I've had people who tell me that they can't go to the gym because of their weight. And, you know, I know that some of those things can be stressors, but I think letting go of some of those expectations is really important and focusing on health. Okay. So if you are having an actual medical problem, then maybe we do need to examine if it's time to think about losing weight. So I always like to think about preventing and treating medical problems. There's, um, It's hard to know sometimes how much you need to focus on that prevention side. And this is where I think meeting with your family physician or your primary care doctor could be really helpful. So one of the things that we know weight increases your risk for, for example, is cancer. And it can be really hard for my patients to know if they are at risk for that or not. Sometimes figuring out if your family history is really putting you at risk or not is hard to determine. And so your physician should be able to look at your family's history and let you know if they think genetically there is a pattern there or if it's just sort of a a random bad luck cancer. But one reason to lose weight might be to prevent cancer. Another thing that, you know, it might prevent would be heart disease or stroke. And so sometimes if you have a family history that is very strong for those things, multiple family members who've had heart attack or stroke, especially at a younger age, that may put you at risk, even if currently you're healthy. And so that may be a reason to focus a little bit more on health and weight um, to prevent those things. But I always like to point out that lots of bad things happen to people regardless of their weight, right? That's just, that's why doctors have jobs is that, that there's just bad luck. And so, you know, having that normal weight on a BMI chart is not a guarantee that you're not going to get cancer. It's not a guarantee that you're not going to have a heart attack or stroke or something else. And so that's where I think getting overly stressed about your weight when you feel good and your blood work looks good and you don't currently have any risk factors may not be that helpful. Another way to think about it is if there are current medical problems going on that weight could help with, okay? So if you're trying to figure out if you should lose weight or not, a few ways to think about it would be, is there a current health problem that losing weight would solve? And we talked about some of those a few minutes ago in the podcast, which is that you know high cholesterol, diabetes, prediabetes, PCOS, those are all things that might respond to weight loss, fatty liver disease, 
sleep apnea. So if you know you have that diagnosis, like, yeah, a five to 10% weight loss will definitely have an impact. If you don't currently have a diagnosis, getting some routine blood work might be really helpful. And if your blood work looks great, if your cholesterol is good, if your kidney function is good, if your liver function is good, if your blood sugar and A1C, which is a diabetes and prediabetes number all look good, then that's a good sign that you're probably in pretty good health. Another question you might ask yourself is, is my physical activity limited, right? So we talked about that Jessica patient earlier who, you know, felt like she was limited, but actually wasn't. I'll share another story with you about physical activity at a patient. We'll call her Mary. And she was about 55 years old and she came into me and she had about 150 extra pounds of weight on her. And Mary was at a point where she was only able to walk for about 30 to 60 seconds without feeling really short of breath. And in fact, when I checked her oxygen levels in my clinic, her oxygen was actually going down to a low level when she was moving. And so I was pretty concerned about her. And we actually ended up having her start moving a little bit. And uh, she did great. She was a huge success story. She started walking one minute a day and gradually worked up to walking one hour a day over the course of months. And along with treating some other medical problems and nutrition, lost more than 100 pounds. So she was a superstar. But when she came in, she truly had physical activity that was limited by her weight and by deconditioning related to that, right? So it became this sort of chicken and an egg thing where she had gained so much weight that she really was having trouble moving and was having trouble actually breathing when she was exercising. And then she was then not moving very much. And so she was gaining more weight and it was a really you know bad situation. That's an example of someone who losing weight is going to improve their health, right? Compared with Jessica, who felt great and was actually able to go on these, you know, really intense six mile hikes and had great blood work, but felt like she shouldn't be able to because of her weight. So I think that is a big challenge for you to think through for yourself is, is my weight actually limiting anything that I'm doing? Or is it more that, you know, it just feels like it's limiting, like it should be limiting me. So I would encourage you to think about if, your physical activity is actually being limited or if it just feels like it is, or if it's just that you are sort of out of practice with that. Then we talked about future health. Now I'd like to talk about the stress associated with constantly feeling like you need to lose weight. And I think this is something that is sort of underrated, but a lot of my patients have significant stress, anxiety, and emotional sort of trauma around their weight. And this continued battle of trying to lose weight really adds to their stress and anxiety. Interestingly enough, these patients will often come in and tell me that one of the reasons that they want to lose weight is to help with their depression or help with their self-confidence. And I always like to share with them that, you know, I see people, I'm a family physician, so I see people who are a lean BMI and they struggle with depression and they struggle with body image too. And so losing weight is not necessarily going to solve those things. And in fact, it usually does not. So that is where, you know, doing some work around body image can be really helpful. There are some awesome self-help books on that. That may be something where you work with a therapist. And right now there's a huge body positivity movement. 
this seems to be like a really controversial thing, which sometimes feels a little bizarre to me because you can both feel positive about your body and feel confident in your body, but also want to improve your health, right? Being positive about your body, feeling confident at any shape doesn't mean that you don't want to improve your health if that is something that is needed, right? But it also means that we're not just going to assume that because you're a size 12 that you need to lose weight or that you're unhealthy, right? We're going to try to get some more information. Are you limited in any way? Is there blood work that's concerning? Is there a history that's concerning? And if not, then you're healthy at that size. So I think that the body positivity movement is great. But for some people, that is a really big stretch to get to uh, body positivity. There's a lot of ingrained thought there, and that may require a lot of work to get to that point. So a newer concept is out is something called body neutrality, where we're not judging our body one way or the other. We're not feeling body positive. We're also not feeling body negative. We're just recognizing that our body is there and focusing more on what our body can do, its abilities, as opposed to the physical attributes related to it. So that may be focusing on the fact that you know we were able to get out of bed today and that we were able to go on a walk with our dog and that we were able to hug our children and focusing on what we can do with our body and being more neutral about whether our shape or size is good or bad. So if body positivity is feeling like a, a stretch for you right now, then at least starting with body neutrality and just feeling neutral about your body, not necessarily feeling good or bad, just focused on what our body is doing for us and what it, how it's serving us can also be a great place to work on mindset wise. So again, if this constant feeling that you need to lose weight, that you should lose weight, that you would be better if you lost weight is causing you a lot of emotional stress, that may be a good reason to let go of specific numbers and just focus on health, right? Focus on eating a balanced diet, focus on moving in a way that is serving your body, focus on objective health outcomes like your cholesterol numbers or your blood sugar numbers or how you feel or how well rested you are or what your energy is instead of focusing on BMI or body fat or a number on the scale. So if worrying about your weight is causing more harm than good, that may be a reason to stop trying to lose weight. Okay, so our question today was, how much weight do I need to lose? And again, if you are like most of my patients, you are completely overestimating how much weight you need to lose to be healthy. And one of the faults there is, again, that BMI chart where we have a, quote, normal category versus an overweight versus an obesity category versus an underweight category. And just keep in mind, that is meant to be a screening tool, okay? That is not supposed to be a judgment of your weight or a right or a wrong answer because people can be healthy at different weights. So you can focus on different numbers than that BMI. You might focus on percent body loss, body weight loss. That is a, a good number to potentially work on from the medical side with, again, 5% having a clinically significant impact on many medical problems and 10% having really fantastic results in a lot of cases. So a lot of times we'll set the goal there. Doesn't mean you can't lose more. We want you to lose predominantly fat, but also keep in mind if you're doing any sort of body fat tracking that most of the time you will lose a little bit of 
muscle mass as well. Up to 20% of your weight being lost from muscle is generally considered acceptable. So we want to keep as much of that as possible, which we can do through increasing protein and making sure we're doing some resistance training. But you're not going to lose pure fat in most cases as well if you're doing any more specific tracking on that. You might also just focus more on how you feel, right? If you're making healthy changes, maybe you don't look at numbers and you just focus on the results that you're getting for your blood work with your medical provider, or maybe you focus more on how you feel. Is your energy good? Are you able to do that hike you want to do? Are you able to go to the CrossFit class you're interested in? What's your body able to do for you? Is it serving you? So that may be an alternative to focusing on a specific number as well. And then looking at the outcome that you're looking for, right? Why are you trying to lose weight? Is Are you just worried about family history? A 5 to 10% weight loss is probably sufficient. Are you having more significant problems, right? Are you having mobility issues where there are things you physically can't do at your weight? That may be a reason to lose a larger amount of weight and where you might need more support and help like a medication or a surgery in order to be able to reach those goals. All right. So in summary, there is no really right way. Everyone's path needs to be individual. So we should be focused on, on health outcomes and figuring out what would be best for your individual health. That may be current medical issues. That may be things you are trying to prevent that may be improving mobility and physical activity. And it may be letting go of weight if if stressing about weight is actually causing more harm than good for you with your health. So your homework today is to maybe reframe what your weight loss goals or what your expectations for your body are and reframe that in terms of health. Really think about why you need to lose weight or why you need to be focused on your weight or if you need to be at all. And sometimes if it turns out you don't really need to be just relaxing a little bit and focusing on health, balanced nutrition, exercise, and just trying to stay a little more neutral about weight can be helpful. And remembering our two weight care rules, right? People can be healthy at different sizes and let's put health first, right? So, you know, if you were doing crazy things to lose weight and you were yo-yoing on and off, that probably has less health benefit than finding a moderate approach where you feel good and you're not causing yourself more stress and anxiety and depression about your weight. So you can be healthy at various sizes. Let's put health first and let's work on objective health goals in terms of preventing diabetes, treating diabetes, preventing heart disease, lowering cholesterol, feeling good, being able to exercise, being able to walk for more than one or two minutes, focus on those health goals that really are what this is all about. Okay. So hope that was helpful today talking about how much weight you need to lose, maybe changing your perspective a little bit about that. And until our episode next week, take care. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Frank Villa show, where we learn about all things related to weight and health. If you love this podcast, make sure to leave those five-star reviews and share this podcast with a friend or loved one. If you have a topic about weight and health you want me to tackle, head over to the website, thedrfrankavillashow.com to submit your question. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode. Take care.